Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hey, Jake. Yes, sir. Did you know it is our anniversary month? How long have we been married? (laughs) No, the show. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I did know The that, show's actually. anniversary. We are turning six years old, and to celebrate that- We're going to first grade. We're <laughs> close. We're giving a discount on our Patreon. If you join the year-long subscription to the Patreon, you can get 15% off during the month of May. You can find out everything about our Patreon at patreon.com slash thecritshow, but all tiers for the month of May are 15% off when you sign up for the annual membership. Is that as exciting as first grade? You know, now that I'm kind of remembering back to first grade, that's far better than first grade. I did. I got the final versions of two more theme songs for two of our upcoming games done and sent to him. Nice. Got some hero salad and some bunnies. Yeah. Thematics musics. Can't wait to hear them. Um, And speaking of other games, I think I've I've really got a beat on what I want to build for my own game. As you all know, I've been working on it for a long time and trying to make it a D20 system and just running my head into a wall on how I want the mechanics to work. But after doing so much of this and looking through so many other games, it just makes the most sense to be powered by the apocalypse. So... (gasps) I have uh, adapted it. I think I've got the rules more or less set how I want. And the only thing I have left to do is essentially build the classes and have them set. And I've got most of the abilities and the spells and, you know, all that stuff that you'd usually see in a D&D or Pathfinder-esque game. I've already got most of those down. I just have to change them to powered by the apocalypse system. Do you have like a title or a working title? Yes, absolutely. Um, It is the... Well, the the whole thing is called the Pangea Scrolls, and I may even name some of the core characters after people. Dibs. (laughs) Damn it. Oh, you meant people like, oh, I see. Like, 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 yeah. Are we going to try to make a pirate game? Do you really, do you genuinely want to try and make a Powered by the Apocalypse pirate game? Because I almost started working on it the other night, and then I wasn't sure if that was a joke. Let let me put it this way. I want, on my own, don't want to do that. If we want to do that, hell yeah. I have been looking at a bunch of Powered by the Apocalypse games to kind of figure out where we're going to go next. Um, it is amazing the kind of skins that people have out there. There isn't just a swashbuckling one that I've been able to find yet. Oh, okay. I'm going to create that. There I'm going to make a Pirates game. There is a Pirate class for, I think it's for Dungeon World, but yeah. One of the really fun things about... Um, the coffee account or the Ko-Fi is that people can send you messages with it. We won't get into them, uh, but we've gotten some very sweet messages, uh, some very uncomfortable sensual messages. <laughs> mm. That's uh, also bonus content. Yeah, yeah. We, you know what? We cracked the champagne bottle on that ship. We can't be mad. <laughs> it's true. We kind of like we cracked the champagne bottle on it and we lifted the anchor and nobody was on it. Yeah. We just sent it out. Yeah. And then it came back like the... <laughs> tide changed and it came back and it was just full of people all of a sudden like (laughs) where did all these people come from on this ship we released actually the first photo today that we took with wes the portrait dude of jake as the divine people are responding very well to it because jake's jake and (laughs) luckily we have quite a few more photos from that shoot uh, that we will let him out out every now and then and then tess and i are gonna go see wes here in a couple weeks so yeah nice yeah Here's the here's the inverted job of the hut. That's what he looks like. Why does he have regular feet? That's his whole because well, he's got a regular tiny body and oh, then a big job of the hut head. Okay. Um, I, I got no good segue. I'm revs bup, 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 and what ifs. If. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's classic. That is, you know, a, a couple classic for us. Yeah, you know, a couple of weeks ago we were stuck for a segue out of this section, and I think it was was it TJ who said that. Yeah. I'm revs and whatevs, and now it's become a joke, and maybe that's just how we do this exit. Well, whenever I don't have a good segue to get us out into the recap, 
I'm just going to sit in the silence for a moment and go, I'm Revs. What Evs? You see a 50-foot spider, but at the top, instead of this centaur person, it has the upper torso and head of a bear. So you guys come into the chamber of rest. It goes up hundreds and hundreds of feet, and every three, four feet is an arch carved out in the wall, and you can see one of these forest nymphs standing in it, frozen, with their eyes closed. Layers and layers and layers high of these hibernating nymphs. You see this gland on the back of the spider pulsing as it raises up its hands to cast a spell down on these two guards, and you would think that this is actually some kind of a magic gland or something that this specific version of this spider person has. I want to shoot him in that stupid magic gland. And the bullet pierces straight through this gland. The four spiders and the two guards cease to be in this magic eruption. There is no guilt to be had for their death. They would have gladly given it to save the rest of the people in this room. How did you make it explode like that? I was able to to see their weak point. The journey that the queen described to us that she went on, it can't possibly be true because the journey she described took days. But when she vanished from the castle, she was only gone for a matter of minutes. You hear this argument made by Conover as to why... The Queen's story can't possibly be real. Oh, my God. I mean, it makes sense that time passes differently. A lot of things happen differently in this place than where we're from. Magic works differently. It could just be that time's passing differently. But if that's the case, then we are burning daylight back on Earth. Yeah, okay. Well, that gives us a little urgency. Do you want to have a lie down? Maybe think about it a while? <laughs> no. No? Quite Rather the, not. Yeah, quite the opposite. Oh, all right. We need to expedite things. We need to get home. Okay, so what exactly have they been doing? Like, what, what's the skinny here? They have been attacking us on a very constant and consistent basis. They appear with portals. They summon more. They are mindless. Their only goal seems to be to overrun us. How have you been destroying the portals? We have not. The destruction that I saw you cause of the first one is the first that we have seen be destroyed. Oh, so they haven't been making them appear in here until No, until today. just now. We have been losing oh. ground every day. Um, we know where that largest concentration of energy is. It's behind the giant, giant, horrible thing. So that's not great, but it seems to me like that's the clearest target. Problem's going to be getting to it and then deciding how we deal with it. I mean, a grenade seemed to do a pretty good job. How many more are there? I've got two left. Well, you have so many people asleep in your hall of rest. Is there no way for them to help us out? Help how? We have not been able to even kill these creatures except for what you saw that Ferguson has been able to do. Like, you have no weapons or no training of... We do have weapons, but they have seemed ineffective against these creatures. What kind of weapons? Obviously, you've seen the bow on the lady's back. Uh, she has some wood-tipped arrows. Uh, you can see that the woman standing next to her in the wooden armor has a very large wood mace. Ferguson's got his staff. All right, we're the key here. We've got metal, and it messes them up. It seems like there's just too many of these things, so we got to go strike team on this. We got to get to wherever the source of this is. We got to find a way to kill that beast. Has it done anything besides stand out there and roar at sunrise? It has killed every single one of my hunters that have got within proximity of it. <sighs> has it moved any from that position? Not far. Could it be moved far enough out of the way that we might be able to destroy those portals? It never seems to move in the times that we have gotten it to engage with us more than a couple hundred feet from the portals. Everything's got a weakness. I don't care how big this thing is, there is a way to deal with it. We just, we don't know what that is until we get out there. If it had that magic gland, its explosion would wipe out everything around there. That's true. For what it's worth, with the size of that creature, TJ looking out when he saw the magic and the portals and stuff, he did not see anything like that in the area where the essentially invisible creature now was. Oh. Um, please? I would like to ask Fox, when you go out hunting, do you take any hidden paths or anything? We just conceal ourselves in the woods. Are there paths? Or do you just navigate through the trees as they stand? Yes. And okay. I mean, we can all fly. We have wings. Y'all don't by chance have any magic that can make some people that can't fly fly. It's not something we've ever taken the wasted energy to research. We can all do it. That's true. Yeah, I, that makes sense. <laughs>
Solid logic. I noticed the ballista on the walls, and I assume they're also made of, out of wood. There's no like metal parts or anything. Correct. Is there any way to fix those up that we might be able to use it to destroy that beast? Uh, we don't know what can harm the beast. The person in charge of the siege weapons, he has been kidnapped. Uh, but we were building those to defend, hoping that they might do enough impact to hurt those who were attacking us. Kidnapped by the spider people? Correct. Have a lot of people been taken? Uh, no, only two that we're aware of. Who is the other? That is Sage. She was our armor and weapon carver. Okay, so somebody that can build defenses and somebody that can build your weapons and armor are the only two that have been taken. Oh, in fairness, they were the only two out in the woods at the time of the first attack. What were they doing out there? Gathering wood. Asked and answered, okay. You and I have a good rapport. (laughs) (laughs) They have maps, yes? Correct. Okay, so, you know, I want to really look at these maps that they have out and kind of get a gauge of that. There's the lay of the land, you know, where they think based on the maps to the castle, etc., exactly where that bear, spider, creature, invisible thing is. What's in my head is I want to go out and see exactly what's there. Because I feel like we can come up with some kind of plan, but it just hinges on we don't know exactly what's there. If they don't know, then we got to go see. So I think I would ask, first off, do you have any concept of where the people were taken? Uh, No, we don't even know that they were taken. They could be dead. No, that's fair. And nobody has survived that's went to check out the spot where the thing is. Correct. Okay. I hate to say it, but I think that's what we need to do is maybe the boys and I here need to go take a look and and see if we can get in, get some information and get back, formulate a better plan off of that. And all while they're like discussing and looking at maps and doing this whole conversation, I am going to be right to work on my electro blaster. How did the first portal even open? Did just one of those open one day? Or did all three of them open simultaneously? We don't know. I went out ranging with my group and came across the creature and the portals. Hmm. I guess we go do recon then. Maybe we can see through one of those portals if we manage to get close enough, see where the hell they're coming from. Do you all by chance have any kind of clothing or armor that we could wear that might help conceal us a little bit? As you can see, we sort of stand out. I might be able to craft some for you, but it will take some time. You're much bigger than we are, just in the sense of the thickness of your bodies. We wouldn't have anything on us that would fit you. I self-consciously grab my tummy. (laughs) I'd say sure. That'll give TJ here a little time to fix his weapon. If we get something that'll give us a little bit better chance out there that ain't bad i mean i hate spending any more time than we have to but i can't argue it's worth it it'll take about three hours for tj to fix his blaster and for them to attempt to make you some armor absolutely let's do that what are you guys going to do while tj repairs his blaster i want to continue to familiarize myself with the maps and stuff and uh, then i'd probably actually find the person working on the on the armor on the gear which who who is that was that one of that (laughs) is the uh larger of the females who was standing next to queen leah and talking to her with the armor Uh uh-huh okay yeah she introduces herself uh her name is vitz Okay. And she's the leader of the Defenders. Ooh, oh. Ooh, is she the Nick, Defenders. Is she Luke Cage or is she like Jessica Jones or <laughs> Probably be Daredevil. It's the leader of the Defenders. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry, Daredevil. I think several of the other Defenders would take umbrage with that statement. <laughs> I'm gonna go Luke Cage. She's Luke Cage? No, for the leader of the Defenders, sorry. I'm going down a different rabbit hole. <laughs> and I can medic you guys in this time too. I would like some healing, please. Okay. There's a five and a four is a nine plus two is 11. You get all the goodies. Yay. Thank you so much. My turn. Okay. That is a seven plus two is a nine. You get two healing. I guess then once that's taken care of, maybe I'll go. I might just walk around like the castle. So you go around this castle and something that you hadn't quite discovered yet is that it is carved out of the center of a very large tree. You realize that the uh, chamber of rest is the trunk of the tree, and that is how it is able to go up so high, and that the room that you were in when you first arrived must be in one of the roots, Um, but there are not windows. There are these few doors that you have seen, and everything else on the outside except for the stairs leading up to that parapet is tree. Think of like Minas Tirith, there is one way in and one way out, and it is down those stairs on both sides. If there's enough time left, I want to ask Ferguson about the sleep, the big slumber that everybody seems to be in. Okay. What would you like to know about it? Uh, what is it? It's it's a phenomenon that I'm not familiar with. 
Oh, yes. I mean, everyone here knows about it. If you want a really deep dive, you would speak to Pride. He's the keeper of record on how uh, our traditions work and uh, the different uh, magics of the clan and whatnot. Okay. Yeah, I'll go talk to Pride then. Uh, so what do you want to know? The sleep. It's interesting. It's not something like we we sleep on our world, but it's just kind of, you know, we rest for a number of hours and then we're back up. For you, it seems more like a permanent or a semi-permanent phenomenon. What exactly is it? What does it accomplish? How does it happen? Oh, it's a state that you get put into um, and it helps revitalize your system. It heals you, uh, but it also makes you defenseless. If there's a disease or a sickness perhaps going through the clan, uh, then we can put people into the sleep and they will heal from it and not be able to be affected by it and not pass it on to others but obviously as you've seen uh, when invaders get in they are defenseless to protect themselves so they can still be caused bodily harm when they're in that state but like disease and illness and things like that are yes they go into overdrive when it comes to the defenses inside of their system and why are so many people in the sleep right now is that normal we keep most of the people in the sleep because it's a safe place, but uh, you look around this hall, don't get the wrong idea that we aren't the only ones awake. It's just that so many of us have died at the hands of these invaders trying to defend the castle, trying to push them back, uh, that we've lost a lot of people. But, you know, the people that you see here, we never go into the sleep because we're the constants, you know, the keepers, the queen. Uh, we're all here whenever anyone is awake. Uh, we still need rest, but we don't go into the actual sleep. That's just part of what you give up when you become uh, one of the keepers or the queen for the clan. Are you interested in taking part in the sleep? No. We are already spending, I think, too much time here relative to our home. I, I can't possibly do that. We, we need to act fast here. Oh, okay. I think I'd want to talk to Conover, if she would. Yeah, absolutely. I don't mean to bother you, but do you mind if I ask you a question or two? Oh, yes, of course. I deal with the truth. Well, fair enough. And this is just for my own curiosity, but um, why did several of you in this sort of council not want to call in help? It wasn't that we did not want to necessarily call in help. We didn't know that actual help existed. We've spent a very long time as a self-sufficient society, and the thought that we would need help, let alone help from what we all assumed was from a dream, especially at the cost of the expenditure of the magic in that room to bring you here, it seemed like it might be a long shot. And the expenditure of that magic, it takes us a long time to gather that and build it up. Those runes will take hundreds of years to recreate. And what does that mean for you? What purpose did they serve... Well, the runes are essentially compressed magic that we store up over the course of years. Uh, it takes a long time to create one of those runes, and they don't have a specific thing that they do, but it takes a certain number of them to activate the chamber to do things for us. Like, to get you here, that chamber holds seven runes, and we burned four of them to bring you here. That's a huge expenditure for us. Uh, my understanding is that Ferguson activated a fifth to help with the battle, and so now we only have two left. And so it will take a lot of time for us to use those. We use them to resurrect someone if they have past we use them to bring people back who are lost um, if we ever have to like travel to dimensions you know they they have many uses and they are very very important to our society and really essentially it's their version of big magic this is how they're able to perform big magic okay but i i think they made the right choice i know i'm a stranger and that probably means nothing to you and i respect that too but it's the first time I'm going to say this in a while. I think we're pretty good at what we do. And, uh, you know, our priority is keeping people safe. So we're going to do everything we can. I want you to feel good knowing that. I, I hope you do. Well, that is good. It would be horrifying to think that you were here and didn't believe in your own abilities. What hope could we possibly have? Yeah, I think I'd walk away at that. And as you do, she actually shouts out, Just so you know, my pledge is to the truth. There's another who deals with faith. I had to go off of what the old records told us. Not what I hope. Good luck. Thank you. So three hours pass. TJ has been able to repair his wrist blaster, and Vitz has been able to adapt three of the sets of wooden armor so that you guys can put them on and hopefully blend in a little more to the surroundings as you try to go out and scope out the area. The wooden armor will give you a plus one. Is everybody wearing it? Yeah, I sure am. I don't know if I can, because he's made such a big deal about me not wearing the armor. I don't know if this is a worthy reason to not wear it. He's already mad at me. I think this would be a worthy reason. I think the situation before was that you were taking a power to get more armor and just ditching his not putting on another set of armor for like a tactical reason okay well you are god <laughs> here so i'm gonna trust what you say i mean i wouldn't <laughs> okay i'll wear the wood armor i need to make sure my good armor somewhere very safe 
in the car. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. I'll put it back in the car. All right. And one of the secret... Do the secret weapon compartments, can one of them be a secret armor <laughs> compartment? I don't see why not. Perfect. Uh, so this armor will help you guys be kind of sneaky and stealthy, uh, help you blend in a little bit. It'll give you a little bit of armor protection. Tash, you've had no problem memorizing the maps, and they actually ask as you guys are getting ready to go out if you want anyone to accompany you. There are a couple people who would be willing to go. Fox, of course, offers to go, uh, who again is the leader of the Huntresses. Vitz offers to go, as does Ferguson. So you can pick one of them to act as your escort. Say their their names. Uh, Fox, Vitz, or Ferguson. Are you going to roll a die for this? Fox. That's fine. That's the one I was going to pick anyway. Yeah, we're going out recon, and she'd probably be the best to do it. All right. So is there anything that you guys want to talk to her about before you head out? Does Now that TJ doesn't need the gun, do we literally want to show her how to use a revolver real quick? Oh, my God. It'll be I'm, like a two-hander for her, I assume. Uh, I would ask her if she would like to. Um, I can show you how to use this. This will really hurt them. Yes. But it takes... Yes? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah, absolutely. She does. This is the thing you use that kills them, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I want that. I even think that would be kind of part of that half hour or, you know, like the half hour before we're leading up to leaving yeah. while he's still fixing stuff, asking for recon and going over the maps and take her over to the side and let her practice a little bit. All right. Uh, roll. Dry fire. <laughs> roll plus teach. Okay. So this is going to be a strange one, but I want you to roll help out. Uh, that's a seven. All right, so she will be able to use the gun instead of her bow, but you're going to take a minus one on your attack rolls while she is with you using the gun because you're going to be kind of watching her and shouting out instructions to help her to use the gun. So that is how she can use this gun. The The trouble that you expose yourself to is that you have to be watching her and, okay, no, rotate the cylinder, cock it, hold up higher, that you've got to give instruction on the fly. Let's do this. So she takes this gun and she puts it into a pouch around her waist. She takes off the bow, sets it on the ground, and she shimmers and turns into an actual fox and turns to you and says, all right, this way. That's so good. Did you say she puts the bow down? Yeah. Can I put it in my extra dimensional space? Sure. Just in case she needs it? Yeah. Cool. Hi. I'm Yusuf Dahl, and when I was 18, I was convicted of selling drugs. For the past three years, I've had difficulty finding housing because it is legal in the United States to discriminate against individuals that have a past drug distribution conviction on their record for life. It doesn't matter if it was a hard drug like heroin or a drug that's now legal or partially legal in many states across the country like marijuana. The Thurman Amendment was introduced to the Fair Housing Act in 1988 by segregationist Strom Thurman, and it's since been used to deny housing to all people. But because people of color are disproportionately jailed for drug charges, we are affected more. My goal is to overturn this amendment to start an end to housing discrimination that unfairly targets people of color. If you would like to join this movement, please visit ThurmanAmendment.org to learn more. A message from the Fable and Folly Network. So she leads you out of the hall, then out onto the parapet and down the right ramp. It takes a few minutes to get to the bottom because the wall, you know, as we said before, is about 500 feet high. The ramp comes to its end facing the bottom of another ramp, which you assume must be if you had gone down the left side. And in front of the ends of these ramps is a very ornate wooden gate in the middle of a very thick wall of brambles that stretches both directions as far as you can see. Uh, she places her paw on the gate and it opens. And then once you're all through, she turns back around and does the same thing and it closes. Uh, and she starts to lead you out towards the location of the three portals. It's going to be a long trip to the portal is a little over four miles. And it's going to be a lot of weaving in and out trying to avoid the enemy that's out here. Uh, so everyone roll act under pressure and that'll be how well you guys are able to sneak. Eight. Seven. What's a five? What do I, what can I, uh, what do I, uh, how do I, uh... Oof. Fox begins to lead you guys through the forest, and it's not long before you hear the enemy around you. That familiar chittering sound through the gaps in the trees. You see the foot soldiers, and occasionally you see a few of the generals, or that red glow that you know means a portal. And you also start to come across the bodies of the fallen nymphs. And this actually isn't something that you've seen before. You haven't seen any of their fallen people. And it's really strange because they are completely lifelike. 
in the way that they look when you talk to them. But again, they are bark and moss and vines, but you almost don't realize that this must be one of their corpses because it just looks like a dried out log. Oh, It's when you find that kind of husked log that just is brittle, um, but you recognize the structure, the body, the face, um, and there's a bow next to the first one you come across. Uh, Fox goes up to it and looks at it for a moment before moving on. Uh, and the deeper you guys travel through the woods, the more frequent you start to come across these. Some of them are in that heavy wooden armor that you saw Vitz wearing. A lot of them have the huntress bows. Um, and you even see some that don't seem to have anything. They're probably just people out here that got caught. You notice that their weapons aren't taken. Their armor isn't taken from them. They're not displayed as a warning. They just seem to be thrown to the side. Uh, you continue in deeper and you feel the weight of this chittering all around you as it becomes more and more constant. And you're seeing trees that are covered in the webbing that you saw from the top of the parapet. And you can see that it's causing the trees to rot from the top down. You guys stop and Fox is like, this, is, this isn't going to work. You guys are too clumsy and loud. They're going to hear us. So with your combined stealth, you have a couple options. So you guys can split up and send one of you with Fox. And she'll essentially make sure that you get there okay to be able to see what's going on. You guys can all get there, but you're not going to get nearly as close as you want. And so it's going to be harder to try to figure out what's going on. Or you can all get there, and it's going to be a very small window before you are noticed. I think just one of us should probably press on with Fox. I agree. Which one of you wants to come with me? I can I can sneak one of you through here so you can at least get a view of what's going on. Okay, Tej, here's my pitch, buddy. Okay. You've got your sort of analytical mind if you get a look at this stuff you know i trust whatever you come back with what you think man okay guys if you want me to go i'll make the big sacrifice that's fine (laughs) godspeed i mean if you get into any trouble just try the mic you know oh yeah totally forgot about that uh i'm gonna actually go ahead and try it right now uh nothing happens oh good okay well test test fox is kind of giving you a dirty look as you hear the enemy talking as you're trying to talk louder into this microphone. (laughs) Well, that ain't great. Good luck. It takes about 20 minutes uh, for you to make it the rest of the way following Fox, but she gets you to a safe spot. Um, From here, you can see that the clearing these portals are in has been created by destroying all the trees in the vicinity. Uh, And you can see the three large portals, and you also see right at the edge of the perimeter, three of the small portals. So how do you want to go about Trying to gather intel. Are you staying in a specific spectrum? Are you going to try to switch between them? Um, well, since I am uh, still on the, I, I think it was the electromagnetic spectrum uh-huh. from the last time, I will probably go ahead and just keep that on because it seems like the thing that is actually giving me the information I need. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think these things are giving off any kind of heat because they would have bloomed if whenever I put on, I think it was the, the heat vision. Yeah, you were trying to spot the... Uh the bear with the bear with it and it didn't see anything yeah not even like the portals right from correct yeah so um i'm just gonna keep these on and uh, analyze where the energy seems to be flowing from the most roll investigative mystery eight all right you get a hold one what is being concealed here so on the setting that you're on for these goggles you're trying to read the magic trying to follow the magic and see where it's coming from so as you look through your goggles You can tell right away that the big portals aren't connected to anything. They must be self-generating somehow. But you can see that the smaller portals seem to be connected by a very thin strain of magic to the general that cast it. And then the other thing you notice is that they're very precisely spaced. That you have the portal here at the edge of this clearing. And then about 300 yards away, you have another portal. And then there's a second portal right next to it. And then again, 300 yards away, another portal with a partner by it. In another one. And there are three rows of these kind of spider webbing out from the center. And I think from what you've seen of the generals, you can tell that what's happening is that they're casting a portal, taking troops through it. And then the next general is casting his portal right next to the one they just came out of. And it's moving them 300 yards away each time. Oh, okay. All right. And you don't see any of the portals that are not 300 yards away from beginning to end. Okay. All right. And so it's a safe assumption that that might be why they hadn't made it into the castle yet, that they had to be that close. They can't just create them 50 yards away. They can't create them 500 yards away. It is always, it's like they're dropping down a, uh, a reticle and wow, this is where it will appear at. Okay. And they can't change that. the distance. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And so after uh, this initial investigation, I want to go ahead and like take my goggles off 
and like just look at it with my eyes, see if like these portals are actually something I can see as well. Okay, roll investigate a mystery. Sure. Oh yeah. Uh, that would be a nine. You get a hold one. What is being concealed here as well, with just my naked eyes? About a hundred yards away from where you stand, you see the generals and some of the uh, smaller arachna people coming out of the portals, but they're giving a wide berth, and you can see just faintly that enormous bear spider. It's moving around not very far, and it stops and it sniffs, and it lays down, and then it gets agitated, and it gets up and it moves. It's amazingly silent and almost transparent. You're only able to see it in this moment because you're getting some of the reflection from the portal coming through it. And so you can see the, essentially like in Halo, you can see that little bit of distortion as it moves. Through the portal, you see a blasted land. It is just dust and sunlight, but very harsh and red. And these arachna people are actually crossing maybe half a mile of it. And you can see that there are portals there as well that they're coming out of and coming through. So portals within portals. Yeah, and it seems like they have come through another plane to get to this plane. And you're having a hard time seeing it because of your location with the bear in the way. But they go as far as you can make out. There's at least two, three, four. Oh, God. It's like looking into a mirror, into a mirror. Yeah, exactly. That you can see this army marching through different planes to get here. Oh, my God. All right. Um, man, this has got to be shut down. Uh, okay, Fox, I think we're good here. This is just a lot to take in. I need to get with the guys and we need to have a talk about this. All right. So she leads you back to the group. It's mm-hmm. a pretty quick return trip. Uh, what'd you see? What do you got? Uh, so, yeah, um, I saw these portals. Uh, the big ones, if you looked into them, you could actually see another world. Almost like there were like troops, like spider troops within this other world. And then on the other side, like maybe half a mile away or so, there's another portal. And I could just see worlds within worlds within worlds within these portals, almost like they'd conquered these places. And it was like in all three of these different portals. And then like the smaller portals. So what's happening is a general will create a portal next to himself, but he also creates one 300 yards away like an in and an outdoor. So it's like basically spider webbing from these three different larger portals up to the castle. So they're just, they're essentially making a hallway. Yeah, basically. Okay. Did you see clearly, like, is it, are they just sending one through that's just making these or is it a new one, a new one of these magic users every time? Well, it's like a new magic user every time. That's smart. They have a different one doing every one of these. I mean, I'm sure that's probably necessity, right? They probably have to do it that way, but. Yeah, I, I wonder if one of them could throw down a portal and then go through it or if they have to stay back to maintain. Maybe. But either way, that just sucks. It's not like we can take out one of these things to shatter all of its line. We have to really do some work there. Yeah, from what you saw, TJ, um, you know, the generals are going in and out of the portals, Mm -hmm. but you can still see that there is a magic, essentially, thread connecting them to their portal. Right. So they can travel through it. They can wander away from it, but they're still connected to that specific one that they created. Gotcha. Wow. Okay. Oh, I, I just actually had a thought. That probably means there's like one of these generals really close to the castle then. Like if he was able to shoot a portal inside the castle, he's got to be pretty close. Yeah, because if it's 300 yards. Yeah. I mean, especially as high up as it got, if that works vertically too, he had to have been really close to get one up that high. Right. And you also remember too that there was one inside of, right outside of the Room of Magic, which was much lower down. So if they were close enough to get one right outside of the Room of Magic... Now that I think about it, it could have been from there if they put one essentially straight up, up to the parapet. I don't know, man. Like, at this point, I think I'm just kind of scoping the trees and just trying to think about this information. And I just, it's good information to have, but it doesn't really give us a direction. Like, we still don't know what can break these portals. We don't have any idea how to fight this giant. Uh, I hate this. I hate using this because... I don't traditionally roll well with it, but I think I'm going to try to trust my gut. All right, roll it. Um, well, don't want to do this. I'm going to use a luck to make that six a full success. Oh, oh wow. Sweet, bro. All right. Because I don't want 
to be led into danger, a.k.a. giant invisible bear spider. So here we go. <laughs> okay. 10 plus, the keeper will tell you where you should go. <laughs> Your gut is telling you that you need to get someplace where you can watch the camp. You almost feel like you need a sniper's eye view. You need a high place to sit and watch the camp. You haven't seen everything here you need to see yet. Okay. Um, Fox, I, I, I need to see it. I just, I need to see this place. Do you know of anywhere high up, like a cliffside or something that I could get up to, to see that whole area from, from kind of afar? To see the camp? Yeah. Yeah, actually, there's a tree uh, really tall. It's got blue and purple berry bushes at the base of it. Uh, it's about half a mile to the side of that camp. Um, and you're very familiar with the maps. You spend a lot of time talking with her, studying them. And she actually kind of sketches something out on the ground in the dirt that you're able to make out no problem. Um, and it'll take you a little bit of time to get there. Guys, I'm going to go check this out. But again, that's where it gets a little more dense. I don't want you to come. <laughs> like That's fair. No, I... Really, what I mean is I, I want you guys to definitely be safe. I, this is just a hunch, but I got to follow it. So I, I, I just think it's best if you guys go back and be ready in case anything comes. Fortify, get shit ready. I mean, if you guys are up that high and I'm in a tree that high, I, I think if I shoot my shotgun a couple of times in quick succession, you'll know, oh, God, help. Does a gunshot travel like, what was it, like three and a half miles, four miles or something? Uh, from where he will be compared to the castle, it'll be about five. Well, I could probably like build something to hear it from far away. Okay, that like a megaphone. isn't terrifying. Like an ear trumpet. <laughs> like, a, like an ear trumpet, yeah. <laughs> okay. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the best I got. And at the very least... You guys will be there and hopefully this doesn't go south and I'll get back. Okay. Yeah, we'll keep an eye out and hopefully work something up to hear better. And as soon as I get the signal, I'll, I'll pull you back. Awesome. And Tess, actually, as you start to walk away, you turn back to, to say one last thing and the sunlight glints off of TJ's goggles and you know that you should take them with you. Oh, uh, Tej. Yes? Can I actually borrow the goggles? No. <laughs> I mean, please. Yeah, here you go. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. See you later. Bye. All right, so you guys head your separate directions. Fox is obviously going to go with the two of you uh, to help lead you back kind of through the quagmire of the enemy. So both of you roll, act under pressure. 11. 10. All right, it's going to be a bit, but you're going to make it back safely. She's going to be able to navigate you through. You guys are quiet enough. You've kind of learned a little bit of stuff on the way out. Tass, while they are traveling back to the castle, your trip is much shorter. You do get to the location that she indicated, and sure enough, it is a very, very large tree with uh, the berry bushes at the base. I want to try one of the berries. You die immediately. <laughs> um, roll luck. Oh, God. Okay. Not with those. Oh, that's a bad idea. That is a seven. So you eat one of the purple berries. Tastes a little bitter, but seems fine for now. <laughs> Good. I'll start climbing. Uh, it is very high. Um, but as you get towards the top, you can tell people have been in this tree. And you actually find a branch almost at the very top that the twigs and stuff have been broken off of it. Uh, someone has clearly perched here before. And yeah, you have a very clean view of the camp. You see the three portals, you see the three smaller portals, and you see troops moving around inside of the camp. Some time passes, about an hour, and you don't know that you are seeing what you're supposed to see. There's a little bit of movement, there's troops coming in and out of the portals, but nothing that really kind of gets your dander up. Really trying to watch for patterns to see if there's anything there that sticks out, like maybe that's what I'm supposed to be seeing as some sort of a, a hole in the timing of when these things are coming and going that might be important, that would give us a, a good opportunity to get in, do some kind of a strike on the portals, um, or you know, especially watching to see if they have anything. Are they bringing something important in and out? Out, some kind of artifact or weapon. Uh, roll investigate a mystery. Okay. That is super good. How's a 12 do All me? right. You get a hold too. What is being concealed here? So as you watch the business of the camp, you can't make out the Goliath, which I'm just going to start calling the bear, giant bear spider, the Goliath. But you can tell it must be there because when they come out of the portal, everybody veers very wide left or right and then comes back to the center. They're all going around something that is there. Oof. You also notice that they use a set number of troops in each group. You see a general, and the general almost always has four foot soldiers with them. And whenever they deploy through a portal, they go with at least one or two other groups 
And you assume based off of what TJ has told you, it must be to expand their reach. And from up here, you can actually see that the portals branch off. The center one happens to be going right towards the castle. The other two are kind of going wide of it left and right. It's probably that they didn't know exactly what they were looking for, where it was. And so they just literally started to spider web out. And so you imagine that as you get closer to the castle, there might be more of these and it's going to be a much wider net. Oh, good. So they're f- going to be flanking it eventually. That's very possible. Oh, you know, not necessarily intentionally. Sure. What can hurt it? Uh, In the sense of the troops and their movement, the foot soldiers, they communicate a little bit, but it seems really rudimentary. Even though you can't understand their language, you can tell that the generals are getting a word or two from them, but the generals seem to be having a much more in-depth conversation. And you get that idea because of the amount of eye contact or the amount of time or the hand gestures, and you're not seeing that from the foot soldiers. So you get the sense that maybe if you can take out generals, the foot soldiers may not know what to do, or they may just act on their own accord and maybe not be as strategically minded dope okay (laughs) so fox is able to get you guys back to the parapet with no problem what are you gonna do are you just gonna kind of hang out i know tj said that he was gonna try to build some kind of a megaphone to listen yeah i guess until he has that done i'm just gonna stand out here with like my ear trumpet and hope that i can pick it up in case it happens (laughs) right out of the gate um yeah tj you think that just with what you know of Jake's car, that if you take a couple of the uh, sound system pieces, you could make this. I hate you, you car <laughs> scavenger. I was just going to make it out of wood, but man, this is so much better. I mean, that ain't science. That ain't science. That's craftsmanship. Yeah, exactly. You didn't take weird craftsmanship. <laughs> you didn't take weird wood carver. You took weird science. That's right. I hope you can also weird auto mechanic and put my shit back together when we get <laughs> home. I that sadly repair. is not on his list. <laughs> I, no, I've got repair. Oh, engineer, yeah. Engineering. Yeah. Oh, I've got a repair, yeah. I'll, yeah, no problem. I got this. No problem. There's yeah. only one carpenter that uses weird, and you are not him. <laughs> Ron Swanson. Uh, right, we talked about Ron it. Ron yeah. Swanson, indeed. <laughs> All right, here we go. Weird sciencing. Yep, roll it. Here we go. Woo! That's an 11. Nice. All right, so what is your one requirement? Please make this a lot of power, and it's a crank that, like, 30 nymphs have to (laughs) constantly move. It won't be very reliable. All right. So it is not very reliable. You have figured out how to make it without having to hijack the battery from his car. But because the power source isn't very strong, you're not positive that it's always working. It seems like it cuts in and out. But when it cuts out, there's some feedback that almost makes it sound like it's working. You're like, oh, yeah, I think that's the echo of that bird. I think. You kind of know that taking it out onto the parapet to hand off. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, this may or may not work as well as it should, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and try and point it in the direction of that tree and see if it uh, can pick up better that way. <laughs> Jake looks so fundamentally upset right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, I guess I can just keep an eye on this. It doesn't really take two of us. Uh, is there any other better way we could spend our time? Well, I mean, there is the the possibility of the other, like, general or whatever that might oh, be God. around. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, maybe going after that? Do you want to do that or do you want me to go? Well, I figured that you'd probably be better at smashing the hell out of these things. That's accurate. But, like, for the same reasons that we sent you to scout ahead, I think it would probably be better for you to go check this out, too. Like, I can get you out in an instant if things go bad. The gunshot signal will work a hell of a lot better from 300 yards away than five miles. Sure, sure. I mean, you could take Fox, though. Like, you don't have to go alone. Oh, right. Yeah. So I go over to Fox and say, hey, will you come with me to see if we can figure out where this particular portal is that's pretty close to the castle? Oh, sure. Well, I know that the line of portals comes basically straight at the castle. So I guess we could probably just go straight down from the parapet. So, I mean, you can basically Pythagorean theorem out based on how high up that portal was and how far off the wall and what the hypotenuse is, where it should be. Cool. That's some dope ass shit. Thank you. I learned that in high school mathematics. I'm going to try and figure this out and uh, see if I can't maybe triangulate where this particular portal might be. All right. Roll sharp. Six. Yeah, you think you know where it's at? Awesome. Oh, also, I level up. Oh, well. Oh, yeah. All right. What are you going to take? Hmm, that's a good question. Let me take a look through my can you turn. Can you take a move that is high school geometry? I'm going to go ahead and take another move from another playbook. Mm-hmm. And because I loved it 
so damn much. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. Say I it. I am going to go ahead and pick up the oops. Uh, yes. <laughs> you thought it yes. was gone, but now I've got it back. I am so happy right uh, now. I can't even mm, tell you. You well can done. take the scientist out of the TJ. <laughs> you can't take the TJ out of the scientist. <laughs> All right. You can't. All right. It's one of my favorite powers. Yeah, that's fair. Oh. Okay. All right. So um, you've got that. So uh, you have leveled up. You think that you have mathed so good that for some reason you have uh, gained a new ability. And uh, you tell Fox where to lead you. So as TJ gets ready to leave with Fox to try to hunt down uh, where this portal might be, let's jump back to Tass. Another hour has passed. And again, you don't really see anything that's drawing your attention. What are you doing to kind of pass the time? Are you just still watching? Or do you think there's a point where you just kind of start fiddling with, I don't know, any of your equipment or... I, I don't think so. I think with as strong of a sense as I got that I am not dicking around up here. Um, I think it's that sniper sense of waiting for that instant. You know, you know, there's that moment where this is the time you take that shot. And I'm not necessarily looking to take the shot, of course, but to get that information, to get that important detail that I'm zeroing in on. Um, so I think that the closest thing to maybe piddling around would be putting the goggles on and off, like, you know, looking around in different directions and um, trying to focus on the same spot with the goggles on and then with them off. And um, and I think as you look through the goggles, you actually have the idea at some point, like, man, this would be a lot easier if you had your sniper scope, you know, because we haven't really talked about your sniper rifle leg. No, like what are its deets here? <laughs> uh, well, I think that as you're sitting in this tree and, and you have this thought about like, man, I, I wish I had that scope with me and you haven't really thought about it, but ever since Jake has healed you, your leg feels fine. Son of a... <laughs> <laughs> And as you have this realization, I think that you also know looking at this contraption around your leg that you don't need it, but you have no idea how to turn it back into the sniper rifle. So I can't get it back into a sniper rifle. Can I get it off my leg? Yes. Yes, that you can do. Yeah, I probably do that. Disassemble it. Test my knee out a little bit. Yeah, it feels fine. It actually feels a little better than the last time that you were like uninjured. Nice. Yeah, something about the magic of this world, whatever he pumped into you. Okay. Can't wait until it just wears off as soon as we get home. Yeah. Oh, my God. Everybody's like ship shape fighting fit. And as soon as we get home, we're all like, oh, <laughs> no. God. Okay. So I think when I do take my eyes off of the camp, it's to just glare in irritation in towards the, the castle. In the direction of the castle. <laughs> yep. That's fair. So TJ Fox has led you down the ramp again and back outside the gate. Um, she's following the directions that you gave her. And as you approach, you hear the sound of weapons hitting each other. What exactly are you doing? Are you just crouching behind her and following exactly where she goes? Are you trying to look around? I'll follow her, but uh, I'm going to keep track of those sounds out of my peripheral hearing and vision and everything to see if I can see where it's all coming from. Okay. Uh, roll read a bad situation. Ooh. Oh, no. That sucks. Um, That would be a five. My God. Yeah, woof, buddy. Okay, uh, before we resolve that, let's jump back to Tass. The last sliver of the sun starts to sink past the horizon, and that instinct hits you that now is the time. And you turn your focus back to the camp, and you see the same moment you saw this morning at sunrise. The light from the sun makes the Goliath's translucent body glow and pulse before it roars and the energy is expelled. And the roar it lets out, you can tell it's pain. But even more importantly, seeing it through TJ's goggles, you can see that it's not just light that builds up in the Goliath's body, it's magic. And having seen it twice now, you know that at sunrise and sunset for a window of like three seconds, this monster is filled to bursting with the magic of this world. So, TJ, you start thinking about these sounds of clanging weapons you hear, and you get lost in this thought of, well, what could that be? The nymphs, I know they're not out here fighting them. And it causes you to take a misstep around a tree, and you find yourself standing in a clearing. And the first thing you notice is that there are eight of these arachnid people, but they are much larger than the others you've seen, maybe two feet taller, and they are wearing stone armor and wielding spiked maces also made of rock, and they are sparring with each other. And then your attention is drawn to the center of the clearing, where three of the generals link hands, and they create a portal between them, from which a female arachnid person appears, and she is terrifyingly beautiful, and she is familiar. Because you saw her in the nightmare you were pulled into a couple of weeks ago. And as she exits the portal, she looks right at you. And she begins to speak to you in a whisper. And it seems like you can hear it all around you. You should be with me. I love you. No other could 
Treat you as well as me. Join me. We should be together. There is no one for you but me. Roll cool. Make a will save. (laughs) Nine. Yeah, she does love you. Of course she does. But then one of the huge brutish enforcers grabs you and picks you up and starts to carry you towards her. And that snaps you out of it. Jake, roll plus sharp. Three. You get a feeling that TJ is in a bad way. Uh, I'm going to pull him back then. As he appears, the last bit of the light casts a shadow at your feet of something very large that you have brought with him. Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Broadcasting, this is Roger Bergato Fisher, communications, something, Moonbase, wherever. You guys can sort out the next thing. I need to get the rover checked and loaded. Jung? On it, boss. Excuse me? If communication still makes a difference at this point in the plot, if we can keep this base or this moon together long enough to be a thing. I changed my direction. I worked my way down. I took those scraps, the bits they'd forgotten about or thrown away, and I built my own place. Still inside, but within the shadows. All my thoughts, my hopes, all of my heart was on a makeshift rocket hurtling towards us with the most precious of cargo. We'll definitely deserve a celebration. Not like yours. You and your boy down there? I hope he's got a private room waiting. It'll be enough to be close again. Ah, meu amado. When I have Alex back in my arms, maybe then I can think about resistance. We've kept the corporations at arm's length longer than most. Well, whatever you're building, here or wherever, I'm in. Any way we can help. It feels like we're approaching the closing stage of this journey. The final stop. But either way, it's been one hell of a story. And either way, it ends with Alex. Moonbase Theta Out, the final season. Broadcasting on your podcast feeds starting August 14th. For early access, join us at patreon.com slash monkeymanproductions. Moonbase Theta Out.